I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Joe Gennaro, a longtime friend of mine, uh, original member of Raygun Reagan, uh, was on the Nerdalogs when I joined, so we've worked together for a long time in different capacities, and uh, I count him as one of my very best friends. So I was really excited when a few weeks ago he told me that he was uh, ready to do MBSing, knew what his topic was going to be and uh, was just waiting on me to call upon him. Um, And he chose to talk about Magic the Gathering, which is something that is uh, becoming hugely popular, even though it's been hugely popular for uh, over 20 years now. Uh, It seems to only be gaining steam um, in its physical and online forms. Uh, But it's basically a card game, a deck-building card game, um, that has um, a massive following, and a lot of the people in the Nerlogs play it together. Uh, we get into it a lot with Joe, and he describes a lot of uh, the gameplay and the different types of cards. Um, so this goes on for uh, a little longer than my past few have gone, just because there's a lot up top that's just mechanics of the game to be able to kind of understand why he loves it as much as he does. And I found it all really interesting, and it was very, very cool to learn a lot about this thing that so many people close to me really love um uh we have yet to i have yet to play a game of magic but i wouldn't put it past me to give it a shot at some point i had friends in college who played it my brother played it when i was growing up uh odds are you know someone who plays magic or has in their life at some point uh it's just incredibly incredibly popular and this was really really fun to sit down and chat with him about and we get into a lot of these silly things that i like to do um, in response to all of the, uh, people in the group who play the game together, um, and even do some of it on the show, so I hope you enjoy that. Um, (laughs) uh, this, this was really, really fun. Uh, Joe is, is someone who, uh, I hope to continue to work with creatively for a very long time, and it was great to get to do this with him. Um, speaking of the Nerdalogs, uh, we have a couple of things coming up in August, one of which is, uh, on the 23rd of August, we will be at the Jangle Heart Circus, a festival that's, um, curated and, uh, run by our friends at the Upstairs Gallery, uh, so please check out all the shows at the Jangle Heart Circus but uh, specifically, ours will be that Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Um, but the schedule has been posted online. You can check it out, buy tickets. Uh, it's going to be very, very cool. Uh, the Upstairs Gallery is uh, shuttering its doors for good at the end of August, so this will be a very last hurrah for them, and thus there will be... Uh, it, it will be very no-holds-barred, as, as far as I can tell, and there's going to be just a ridiculous amount of talent there and a lot of camaraderie, so come check that out and be a part of it. Um, we uh, continue to post all of our podcasts on uh, either weekly or bi-weekly basis, bases. Please check those out. 
Um, that's Talking Games with Tim and Clayton, the Nurgalog cast, and Your Stories, which is a monthly event that we do. Man, this month's, which was um, this past Sunday, was so much fun. Jesus, I just, I love the music and the stories and everyone coming and being involved. And it's it just, it has become appointment viewing for me. I missed one last month and it, it I still like think about the fact that I missed being there. Um, so please come to those live events if you'd like to get a sense of what it's like. Listen to the podcast um, first, and then if you like it, continue to listen to it. Um, like I said, third Sunday of every month, so the next one will be the third Sunday of August. Um, uh, we have one more show for the Owls, or just Owls, at The Annoyance with Pat, that I'm doing with past guests of the show, Ryan Ben. It's closing night next Tuesday, so if you wanted to check that out and have heard me talking about it for over eight weeks, uh, then come see it this coming Tuesday, because that's the last one. Uh, I have one comp left for that show, so if you're within the sound of my voice and would like it, ask me. Um, And I think that's about it as far as upcoming shows and plugs and things go. Uh, The only other thing that I would mention is uh, to check out uh, Making New Friends. A couple of members of the Neurologs, including myself, have been guests on that podcast uh, recently, and that's run by our friends over at Peaches and Hot Sauce, who often come and contribute things at your stories, and who are also just an online, uh, and some offline, uh, source for good in the comedy comedy community here in Chicago. So uh, support them, um, because we like them, and they support us, and we try to support them too. Um, So yeah, I think that's it get into this a delightful little episode about magic with my dear friend Joe Gennaro and uh, listen till the end for him to make a crazy Paul is dead joke that was even deeper than he knew it would be Um, that's all I'll say I don't know just one of the things that I thought was the craziest and funniest about this episode alrighty enjoy yeah, I mean, getting haircuts, it's a, it's a hard thing. I also had trouble trying to tell barbers for a long time what I wanted. When I have really long hair and for all intents and purposes, have not changed the style for very much uh, for a while. So now I'm to the point where it just depends on how much of it I want to get cut off. And then I'm like, and put some layers into it. Mm-hmm. Like, So I just kind of give it their, their run. For sure. Uh, when I was a kid, I would... I remember, this is what my mom told me. Now, I went to the same woman for, like, years. Yeah. Probably since, like, I was, like, probably, like, 7 to 18, or maybe, like, 9 to 18. Um, So, when I was, like, younger, what I was told to tell her, which she understood, was, I want a normal boy's haircut. (laughs) Which now, as an older, as an adult, I'm like, that is so vague. Like, that's not a thing. Um, I would would get that, a normal boy's haircut. Um, now that would be nine months out of the year. That'd be like the school year. Yeah. And then during the summer, I would get my summer haircut, which was just a spike. And I would just like, <laughs> put gel in it and push it all up. Of course you did. Uh, yeah, it's always, that's why, I think that's why I always had trouble, um, putting together in words what I wanted as an adult. Because yeah. I just want to be like, can I have a normal man's normal haircut? Normal man's haircut. <laughs> that is so funny to me. <laughs> it's like, what does that, what does what that mean? What does that mean? Uh, Tracy knew. 
<laughs> Tracy, mine was Lou. Oh, nice. She, uh, her son and I were like school buddies. Like he played soccer with me and stuff like mm. that. So I think that may have been how we met originally, but my mom still goes to her. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's probably been literally decades of haircutting. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we've lived, my parents have lived in Lancaster for like 20, 22 years. That means that like, as she's cutting the hair, like the hair that's now the root, yeah. eventually will get cut by her as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, she's there. True. She's there, um, cradle to grave. For <laughs> I think that's a thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I need a haircut, but you know they're expensive, and uh, yeah. with long hair, you can get away with it more than other hairs. Some people can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reader called out. Eventually, I feel like enough people will give him shit about it that he'll finally cut it. I don't think so. Mark? You don't think so? No, I think the more people that give him shit, the, the more less he likely he's going to be to cut it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Really? That's that's reader. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I can't Oof. not say anything. Yeah, because I feel like almost every time there's some sort of like function or. Especially when it's not just the nerdlogs, when it's something we're doing with other people, I mm-hmm. feel like someone mentions it. Like when we did the show with the Shaktis on Friday. Oh yeah. Uh, I think Tim was saying that, uh, like, because Claire and Kevin were doing their like standing next to one another, looking remarkably similar yes. in too many ways, kind of thing. <laughs> and I think he was like, "Yeah, I mean, if one of you cut your, cuts your hair, then the other one has to." And someone else was just like, "Yeah." If one of you cuts your hair, <laughs> Kevin, cut your hair. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, you probably won't listen to this, I don't know, question mark, but cut your hair. Well, I'll tell you what, this message is for everyone other than Kevin. Yeah. Tell Kevin to cut his hair. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, that was our PSA for the and day. And that's, all right. And tomorrow is. Um, I guess... Today is Joe Gennaro. Hi. Fellow member of the Nerdalogs. Hi, Mary Beth Smith. Thank you for saying hi with my full name. You're welcome. <laughs> I, would, I would never shorten it to something that you didn't want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Who would do that? Nobody. <laughs> uh, P.S. MBS is fine. MB is fine. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Mary. Yeah. A lot what of people I- ask me if they can call me MB, and I'm like, yeah, of course. Cool. I love that. It makes me feel real tight with you. <laughs> but you probably hate being called M. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah. I'm not Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Line <laughs> uh, and sinker. Uh, speaking of M, Joe's going to be talking to me about MTG. Yeah, MTG. Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering. I love this. You know, my last episode was about David Copperfield. Oh. The magician. Yes. Different kind of magic. Two episodes about magic in a row. This is the kind of magic that does not get you laid. (laughs) Do you think that the other kind does? More than this. (laughs) Which is a feat. (laughs) This is something... The fact that sleight of hand magic probably gets people laid more than anything. Think about the the manual dexterity that that would require to flip cards and coins out of sight. (laughs) Yeah, remember that finger bang (laughs) joke? 
right before we started recording, uh, we, were, we were talking about haircuts. That's when you joined us. Um, and I was saying that recently I've learned how to accurately describe the type of haircut I want to a barber. Um, and I learned that the, the top of my head, I like finger length. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... You said something to the effect of... Just like the ladies like it. Oh, I like it finger length. And I was like, what lady doesn't? Yeah. And then I said, yeah, finger bangs. <laughs> Guys, it was really good. Yeah. It was so, and then I was like, man, I wish I'd been recording. And, like, yeah. now I am. And then just told me we could recreate mm-hmm. it. So yeah. thank you, Joe. Thank, thank you. Thank you, podcast listeners. Uh, send all of your... Uh, checks in the mail for how great these jokes are i don't know yeah mm, yeah not gonna see any checks <laughs> make it out to m smith <laughs> care of judy dench uh, <laughs> uh mi6 headquarters yeah mi6 headquarters not where voldemort lives yeah. you're you saw skyfall right yes when the character that ray finds plays becomes a part of the like British, in, uh, like political system. Yeah, he gets elected or appointed or whatever. I was just like, no, you guys, <laughs> you can't do this. You can't let Voldemort infiltrate the Muggle uh, poli- politics. I mean, Muggles don't know better. Oh boy, I got really nervous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's the politician who should not be named. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Magic the Gathering. Yes. What is the inception of your love for Magic the Gathering? Um, Go all the way back. I've, uh, I've told a monologue before in the Nerdalogues, and I'll, I'll give a, a brief version of it now. Um, two of my best friends in elementary school, um, like my, really my only two friends, um, the summer between fifth and sixth grade, right before I went to middle school, um, they called me up that summer and they mm-hmm. were like, "Hey, Joe, we don't want to be friends with you anymore. Uh, we're gonna hang out the two of us together." I, I remember this, but story. we're just gonna do it without you. Yeah. Uh, peace. Um, so I went into middle school like not really having any friends, um, but in the uh, gifted program, like the advanced program. What was um, uh, what was it called? I'm uh, just curious. I I'm feel sh- like it's slightly different from place yeah. to place. I know our math class was called trans math. <laughs> Tra- trans math. Yeah. Uh, we had eagles. Oh, cool. Uh, for some reason, our like gifted and talented program was called eagles. Um, we were like the first kids in it, so like, oh, we, cool. Yeah, so guinea pigs. Yeah, really. We, I, I was my class was also the first one to take an AP test in the history of our school. Whoa. So we were we were trailblazers. That's what we were trailblazers. <laughs> yeah, the gifted program. Yeah, because uh, I was we, gonna say, I mean, I did take guinea pigs. Yeah, but, but trailblazers is probably a cooler name. Yeah, it means kind of the same thing though. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty interchangeable, Oddly, just depending on yeah on how much. Uh, how much uh, good faith you want to buy with the person you're describing. Right. <laughs> Guinea pigs is for like, oh, we're throwing these shits under yeah. the bus. No, you trailblazers. You're so brave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we were the oldest kids and then as we got up in grades, kids behind us would come in too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, um, in, in my town, there were two different elementary schools and uh, one middle school and one high school. So when I went to sixth grade, there were all of these kids I'd never met before. Sure. Um, and 
two of them uh, from the other school I met in this program, and then there was one kid who also went to my school. So the four of us kind of connected in that program through nerd stuff. Uh, it was Work. mostly Star Wars first. Um, and in fact, one of the things that they played was a Star Wars card game. Yes. Um, so in addition to just magic... Was it also deck building? Yes. Ooh. Um, I, I've been a, a part of and a fan of many different deck building games. Oh, magic, magic is the one with the longest longevity. Um, and one of the two that I've liked the most. I never really got into the Star Wars game. It was very hard to, to figure out. And, Somehow uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. They, like Someone would just come up with that idea and not really work it into an actual functional game. I mean, I, I, just remember, <laughs> I remember all of the rules being so advanced. I remember there were planets you would play, and then you could each have like a character on that planet or a starship. And then there were spy cards that... Because uh, there was Empire and Republic, but there was like a, 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 an Imperial spy that had the front of a Republic card, so it looked like mm. it was a good guy. It was um, it was really beyond me, but that was one of the first things that I connected with these guys with. Uh, Steve from my school and Chris and Frank from the other school. Just good all-American names. Yeah. And Joe. Um, <laughs> Frank, Joe, Chris, and Steve. <laughs> the good old boys. Um... <laughs> And then later, Brian joined us as well when he moved to the, to the school. I wouldn't want him to be left out if, if yeah. he listens to this. Um, but it, among the things that I uh, learned from these new friends and, mm-hmm. and the things that they shared with me was uh, their love for this collectible card game called Magic the Gathering. Um, <laughs> and it, w- it originated in 93. Yes. That's, we realized that when we did our... 20-year retrospective 93 show yes. with the Nerdlogs. Um, so at the time... So what year was it? That has to have been in the fir- very early years of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I was uh, in sixth grade in 96. I started uh, yeah. in the fall of 96. So yeah, yeah. Uh, probably... It was either sixth or seventh grade that I actually started to pick up magic. That's kind of cool. Um, fun fact about... So also, I do... I just want to say, I'm not like an expert on the history of magic. <laughs> so nothing I say is with 100% certainty. Nor do I expect you to be. Perfect. I can't speak for anyone who listens to this and is a fan of magic, but I don't expect you to be, and I can almost guarantee that you will know a vast majority more about it than 95% of the people who listen to this. Perfect. Well, probably. then I will speak with authority. So. Yeah. People can believe I know what I'm. I'm Maybe I'm about. underestimating the amount of magic nerds that would listen to this, but well, I mean, I, I'd like to think that I have average to above average magic knowledge. So sure. it would, it's going to take like Mark Rosewater, who's the head designer of Magic. There you go. To like listen to this to be like, no, that's not how it happened. <laughs> um, but uh, Magic: The Gathering was created by people who play D and D, and they, they wanted us a, a shorter game they could play in between rounds, uh, or not rounds, but like in between um, sessions of D and D and stuff. Bouts. Bouts. Wait, what is it? There is actually a name for the things that you do in D and D, like encounters. Encounters. Maybe like the session would be like sitting down to leaving, oh. um, and then in the session. I mean, again, I'm not Maybe a DD expert either. Sure. Um, but I've, I've literally kind of never for that played word. either of these games. Magic is super fun. <laughs> I'm pretty good at making up fake cards. You are. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, I explained to you like the, the five different colors. So, yeah, I mean, should I kind of just... Uh, sure. I mean, you started in with the that it was created by the same people who made D&D. 
Yeah, uh, Wizards of the Coast. Um, they they are the ones. Or not who made D and D. Correct, but I think Wizards now actually Does. is also cool. Covers D and D. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was the game was invented by people who wanted to play like a, a quicker game, mm-hmm. uh, but still in that fantasy realm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. I would say go ahead and explain. Go ahead and break sure. down. For my sake and for the listener's sake. Sure. Um, so, um, I guess, small picture, um, you build a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's 60 cards. Um, you're going to have a combination of creatures, of lands, of uh, spells, and artifacts. Okay. Um, and then you will uh, duel against another player in their deck... Um, you each start with 20 life, and uh, typically the way to win is to bring your opponent to zero life uh, through the combination of uh, spells and creatures. Big picture, what's happening is you're a wizard. Uh, <laughs> what is called a planeswalker. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> uh, um, and you're a, what they call a planeswalker. Um, you have inside you what they call a spark. Um, you have this... Uh, a, mm, hmm? Transformers? Oh yeah, it's okay. yeah, it's it's just like the Allspark. Cool. Uh, if you touch a machine, it comes to life. Cool. Yeah, um, but just the, trying to follow along. Yeah, totally. Uh, With using other information that I already have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, coming the, out next year, Magic: The Gathering, starring Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Yo, guys, I think I found a magic card. <laughs> But yeah, so the mythos of the game is that you're you're a wizard, and um, you are calling upon your memories of um, creatures and like um, the places that you grew up. Oh, that's so so funny! The land that you play—that's that's that's the land that you know, and you're drawing your energy from it. That's how you get your mana to cast your spells. Interesting. Um, Your hand is typically like what you have at front of mind. And your uh, deck, or library as it's called in the game, is like your entire knowledge. It's like a pin sieve. Mm? Harry Potter? Mm. You don't know enough about Harry nope. Potter to know this. Yep. A pin sieve is uh, where, like, usually, I think it's just reserved for, like, advanced magicians, or not magicians, wizards. They can extract uh, oh. a single memory, and they, the they keep it in a pen seat. The thing that has all the little, like, swirly, yeah. glowy things. Yeah, then you put your face in the bowl like you're Baba for apples. Yeah, that's yeah. a pen seat. Okay, got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's kind of what it is. Yeah, you, all of these spells, I know it was an apt analogy. Yeah, right. I had total faith in you. Um, all of these um, cards in your deck are Just like are Harry had total faith in Dumbledore. Oh, boy. Uh, I, by the way, I never finished the seventh movie. What happened? Uh. <laughs> I of the seven movies. Really? Uh, no, I finished them. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you would already know a lot of things about that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, like, um, the, the, the flavor of the cards is, like, um, if you can make your opponent forget something, and I'm using air quotes on forget, that means you can, like, look at their hand and make them discard a card because you're, oh, you're taking it from their mind. cool. Or if, if I play a card that will let me go in my deck and get any card I want, it usually has something to do about, like, remembering something or, or learning something. Cool. Um, I never knew that. Yeah. So that's kind of just the, the flavor of it is that... Um, is that uh, what's called the gathering? No. Um, it is called the gathering because they planned on having sets called different names, like magic... The Gathering, Magic Alliances, Magic uh, the Dark. 
Cool. Um, actually, I believe The Gathering is referring to The Gathering Dark, but what they realized after they printed the first set is that because they put it on the backs of the cards, oh. they didn't want to change it, because otherwise when you shuffle your deck, you'll be like, oh, I know this card is this card, I know this, this card is this card. Yeah. Right, right, right. So they had to keep all the backs the same. Rookie so, mistake. Yeah, right? Which, Wizards of the Coast. Woof. It's not like you guys are in an inordinately successful business <laughs> at this point that has created a bunch of other games and yeah. is raking in money hand over fist for Magic the Gathering. Yeah, and it's not like um, all of the choices they made have led to a, more than a 20-year-old franchise that is continuing to grow in popularity. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me work for you. Uh... Yeah, that fuck, that fuck you guys. That, that was just a joke. Yeah, oh, that was somebody else who ran, ran in the room. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. Chris Geiger. Frank. Frank, <laughs> Frank Geiger. Get out of here. <laughs> Frank Geiger. Okay. Uh, I interrupted you. Um, you're going, you remember things from the deck, uh, or you forget them from your hand. Uh, you started to say there's five different colors yes. that you can... Um, yes. Uh, so in the game of Magic, there are five uh, different colors of, of mana. Uh, mana is the energy that feeds the universe. That everything, um, all of the spells that you cast, all of the creatures that you you cast, um, need this energy to come to life. Um, so do you, you? So if you play a creature do, and you have, say, it takes five mana yes. to play, you just lose those. They're gone for that turn. Okay. Um, magic has... Oh, you have a certain amount for each turn you make. Pr- kind of. Okay. Uh, it depends. Um, but yes, you should. Um, so the, the, the base of almost every deck... And the, one of the really cool things about Magic is that there, there are exceptions to every single rule. Okay. Um, and the, the rules, the basic rules by themselves are very straightforward. Mm-hmm. And every card basically just does what it says it does. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's breaking a rule. Oh, so sure. that's where it gets kind of confusing, where it's like, wait, I thought... Gotcha. As long as you just read everything. But the, the basic of almost every deck is going to be your land cards. That's where you get the, the energy, the mana. Um, so f- the five different colors in Magic are white, blue, black, red, green. Um, often abbreviated to the letters W for white, U for blue, B for black, R for red, G for green. And that anagram is called Wooberg. Wooberg! Wooberg! That's just for memory. Um, uh, and it also has to do a lot with how the colors interact with each other. Okay. So um, white, uh, their land is plains. Um, and white is a color that is very much about um, order, protection, okay. um, uh, life. Um, I mean, these are plains walkers, after all. True. Uh, different kind of plains. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's actually very confusing. <laughs> uh, it's actually really confusing because um, what, some abilities that creatures can have is land walk, which means like um, so, so. For example, the the blue land is islands. Uh, so that that blue obviously is about like water and air and stuff. So islands are their land. Um, and if I have a creature that has the ability island walk, that means if my opponent controls an island, I uh, they can't block this creature. He's unblockable. Oh. So there also is the ability for white, where a creature can have planes walk, meaning he's unblockable. 
but planeswalkers are P L A N E S walker, oh, uh, meaning like the, the multiple planes of the universe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I, I do think it was kind of strange, interesting that they chose the word planeswalker when they already have the ability planeswalk. That's rough. Yeah. Right. Come on, dude. Uh, strike two. <laughs> All right, we're putting you on the short lease here. Um, First, the gathering thing on the back of the cards. Now, planes and planes. Yeah. They actually also have... Um, there's a little... Um, uh, not a typo, but just like a little error. Um, there was a pen mark that got caught on the very first card that they printed that they use as the template. So now on every single card ever, there's a little no, um, like purple mark what? on the back of I it. I think yeah. I've seen that before yeah. and not known why it was there. Yeah, it's I just... think I still have those ones that you gave me for as part of my Secret of Santa gift. Oh, yeah. I think I still have those, so we'll have to pull those out. Perfect, like yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, um, Yeah. so uh, white, like I said, is about um, uh, order, law. Um, it's often, uh, their cards are often depicted with um, things like angels or um, a lot of humans are, are in white, just kind of like priests and clerics and stuff like that. Um, Purity. Yes. Yes. That's a, it's, a, it's Actually, white is kind of a xenophobic color um, in, in, the, in the game of magic. Right. I understand. Yeah, good. Um, they, they really don't like other colors. And, and white, uh, especially out of the five, has cards that will be able to specifically target the other colors of the, Interesting. Of the, of the what's called the color pie. Um, mm, color pie. Color pie. Um, uh, blue is um, uh, the color of, um, like I said, water, air. Um, it's about kind of sorcery, deception, illusions, control. Okay. Um, and uh, a lot of blue cards have to do with like merfolk or uh, snakes or dragons kind of. Um folk. Yeah. Basically just like fish people. Yeah. Reptiles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, black is the color of power. Um, greed. Um, they, black players are willing to sacrifice pieces of themselves to achieve a greater goal. Mm. So a lot of black cards are very... You know what I'm gonna say? No. Horcrux. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, Voldemort definitely would have played black. Cool. Um, maybe a little bit of blue for the deception part. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like a lot of black cards are super powerful, um, but they require you to like, lose some of your life or discard a card or something Interesting. like that. Interesting. Um, a lot of their cards are skeletons, zombies, demons, stuff like that. Um, red is the color of... Uh, and red, uh, black's lands are swamps. Uh, red's lands are mountains. Uh, it's the color of... Um, uh, a lot of emotions, rage, Ooh. fury, chaos. Um, um, it a lot of red cards will do things like flip a coin. If it's this, do this. If it's this, do this. Wow, uh, which is a lot of chance. Um, a lot of um, stuff like that. They, a lot of their cards have to do with like um, goblins are big in red. Um, dragons are in red as well. Um, a lot of warriors, um, just like uh, stuff like that. And then green is the last one. And green is uh, the its lands are forests. Um, it's the color of growth, of okay. uh, natural life. Um, so, like, its cards will be, like, uh, tree folk, um, <laughs> elves, um, uh, things just like beasts, big boars or elephants or Ents. rhinos. Ents, absolutely, would be green. Um, and a lot of their cards are about getting big creatures out on the board. Usually okay. green will have, like, the biggest 
most just monstrous fucking cool. tank creatures. Yeah. 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 I um, love that yeah. that breakdown of uh so there's a lot of strategy going on. When you build a deck, it's not necessarily one color. Correct. But it's also not all of them. Correct. Um, I mean, it uh, it really could be anything. It, it Interesting. Could be, um, you could put all five colors in your deck. Um, the challenge with adding more colors to the deck is you need more lands, more different kinds of lands. Right. So I might draw a swamp when I wanted a mountain to play the card in my hand. Um, so usually the the one color decks are going to be the ones that are don't have to worry about that. Every land that they draw is one that they need. So they're going to be playing a lot of cards. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty typical to find like a two color deck. Yeah. Sometimes even three color decks. It seems like that's the case based on what you guys have, mm-hmm. what I've garnered from yeah. your conversations. I mean, you've you've been around us what talking I've about it a lot. Garnered from uh, your conversations. What you've gathered about our <laughs> yeah. uh red blue popular combination question red, mark um most two color combinations are going to be popular in their own rights red oh, cool. red blue is very popular in our circle gotcha because i have a red blue deck and geiger has a red blue deck we're both very proud of of those decks gotcha um red so every <laughs> every color combination um whether it's two colors three colors or four colors um tends to I mean, not so much four colors, but especially two and three, um, have uh, themes about them. So, like I said, the, the five colors make a color pie, mm-hmm. um, and we say that because it's it's a circle. Um, so white, um, white, blue, black, red, green. Mm. So white is friends with the two colors it touches, which are blue and green. Uh, blue is friends with its two colors, which are uh, white and black. Black is friends with blue and red. Red is friends with green and uh, black, and then green is friends with uh, red, uh, red and uh, white. So there's often... Hence the need for the uh, 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 mnemonic. Yes, Wait, exactly. What? what? W- Wooberg. 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 <laughs> uh, they, chose, they chose U for blue because B went to black, mm-hmm. um, and then they, were, uh, they can't use L because L is the abbreviation for land cards. Oh. So U, U went to blue. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, every color combination finds common ground. Um, so like red and blue, their common ground is casting spells. It's a very... Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I can't think of a better way to describe it. It's a very magical deck. Yeah. Um, like it's all about like uh, throwing fireballs at your opponent. <laughs> Instead of worrying about like putting creatures out on the board sure you're like i'm just i'm just a fucking wizard Casting and i'm gonna a fucking bunch of spells yeah and stuff. exactly so that's 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 where like blue and red meet is okay. like they're like fuck what's on the table let's just fucking burn this guy's face off got it yeah so more attack and less planning no uh the red the red <laughs> half of that deck <laughs> I, I i so wanted to say yes just to but no <laughs> Uh, the red half of the deck is all about attacking. The blue half of the deck is all about planning. So oh. the, the spells it's going to cast are going to be like... Yeah, because um, that's the, the deception. Yes, and it's all about control. So it's going to like counter your spells. So you're going to be like, fine, I'm going to play this card. And I'm going to say, actually, no. This, this card I have in my hand is going to cancel out that card. So Interesting. You know, now your card doesn't have an effect. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so what, what would you say brought you back to it? Because we, we talked a little bit about the initial when you were yeah. uh, growing up with these guys in middle school, 
and you played a lot then, I would assume? Yes. Uh, that was probably our favorite thing to do is, like, on a Friday night, go over to, like, Chris's place and uh, go to his basement and just play all of these decks. I remember for my 16th birthday, um, I bought a box of cards and had these guys over and we set up a couple tents in the backyard <laughs> and stayed up all night and did a draft. Mm, um, where like you, a, like a, one of the magic, you know, when they release a pack boxes? Exactly, yeah. Gotcha. So we would open up the packs, we would... Um, you know, pick the cards that we wanted to use, and then we would build a deck out of those cards, and we just played all night with those cards. And boxes are not, that's not cheap. No, it's like 110, 120 bucks. That's usually. what I got. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was like my favorite birthday What you party. wanted to do. Yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> uh, and my parents didn't have to worry about it because we weren't keeping them up. We were both outside, we were all outside in the, in the tents. Cool. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and then just kind of in high school, we just kind of fizzled with it. Like it just kind of, we stopped playing less and less. Um, I refused to get rid of my cards, so I stuck them in the, way in the back of my closet. And this is probably 2002-ish. Mm -hmm. um, and then last year, almost a year ago now, it was probably August or, or September last year, uh, Eric Garneau, member of the Nerdalogs, um, was just talking with me. I was like, hey, dude, have you ever played Magic? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> have I played? <laughs> yes. Uh, and he's like, oh, cool. We're, we're, you know, we're kind of getting into it. Um, you know, if you have any decks, you should bring them. Uh -huh. uh, and I happen to be going back home to Ohio a couple oh, weeks later. Oh, nice. Uh, and I, me and my mom went, like, digging through my closet and found my magic cards. Um, <laughs> and I brought them back. And... Uh, what was really cool is that all of my cards at this point were over 10 years old. Uh, some of them were like 15 years old. Uh, meanwhile, a lot of the guys who are playing now just started getting into it. So all of their oh, cards were like a year old. Yeah. Um, so not only have like the mechanics changed, but the um, the art style has changed. The layout of the card cool. is, is different. Um, even the power level is different. Like a lot of cards from back then are would be very powerful compared to today's Interesting. cards. Interesting. Yeah. Because they tried to more like level the playing field and yeah. modern decks and such. Yeah, I mean, the, I think um, Magic releases in sets. Um, so typically they, they, they How tell a story. How many sets are, have their... 20-something? Yeah. Um, they, they, it seems like they've come out relatively frequently, so I knew it had to be you, a bunch. You get about four a year. Um, and now. That's their schedule now. I, right. I don't know if that was always their schedule. Um, but in addition to just creating these, these creatures and these spells, they tell stories. Um... They're, they're, in addition to just the cards, there's also like books and web comics and um, novels and, and all of this other um, flavor to it. All of this uh, backstory, all of this backbone. Um, so a lot of the cards will simply represent the characters that are prevalent to the stories. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the sets typically release in like um, are, they're in blocks, which are sets of three, which kind of tell a story arc. So it begins it and ends it. Now, characters may carry over between those blocks, uh -huh. um, but typically that'll kind of wrap it up. That'll be cool. like an act to break or something. That's so cool. Um, and it just so happened that the time that I played, those sets that they were coming out with at the time, now, you know, 15 years in the future, are regarded some of the most powerful and, and some people say best sets uh, Interesting. Of, of all time. Yeah. Now, there were definitely weaker cards before it and there have been right. weaker cards since. I just kind of happened to luck into So the, do you still right play time. with a lot of those cards? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and while I, when I say, with saying that, what I mean to apply is that it makes my decks very good. Yes. 
That's exactly That's it. awesome. Uh, my favorite part is to play a card and then have like uh, Eric be like, what? What does that do? <laughs> That's ridiculous. I can't believe they made that card. And I'm like, yeah, I have four of these. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric's been playing for a long time too, hasn't he? Uh, I'm pretty sure he just started Or did he just year. get... Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, like, and now he's like, it's a huge fucking part of his life. Yeah. He works at uh, Pastimes uh-huh. in the suburbs, which is one of the biggest dealers of Magic Gathering I, cards? I believe that's correct, yeah. I know that they're responsible for a lot of the tournaments that go on in the in the Midwest yeah. and stuff, so I know that they have, they have a really strong connection with Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. So he literally like helps people build decks as a part of his job yeah. and runs and plans tournaments and stuff like that. It's very yeah. interesting that uh, that's how far that's all come yeah, in a absolutely. year for him. Yeah. Um, and I think it just... Uh, I mean, it's been a cool thing to have access to for a lot of reasons. You yeah. guys have done all the buying the boxes and doing the drafts as yeah. um, game nights. Game nights. Yeah, kind of community events. That's um, that's one of the really cool things about Magic is that the people who like it uh, typically fucking love it. Like, <laughs> it, it seems it, like it. it. It scratches just the right itches for so many people that right. like. I'll spend time, no joke, organizing my cards. Yeah. These are pieces of cardboard with ink on them. Yeah. And I will make sure that they are separated by color. Right. Um, separated by time so that <laughs> all my new cards don't get mixed in with my old cards. Um, all of my rares and my uh, mythic rares, which is like a step above rare that they introduced in the time that I was away from the game. Uh-huh. Um, those are all in a binder, separated, so you can see them all and... You take those places so you can trade them with people, or yeah. if I want to get them real quick, I'll know exactly where they are. Uh-huh. I have, like, I have them in alphabetical order. Some people, <laughs> some people will do them by, by mana cost. Um, there's just, it's such a customizable passion, a yeah. customizable hobby. Yeah. You can do with it as much or as little as you want. Uh-huh. Um, and if you want to do a lot with it, it, it gives you that opportunity. It gives you the rope you can use to hang yourself. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I've still got more. Feel free to keep pulling. You, I mean, it's the kind of thing where you can buy cards individually Absolutely. from anyone selling them uh, or from stores. Yeah. We usually have, like, big boxes you can weed through. and Yeah, and that's that's actually the smarter way to do it. Yeah, um, as it, opposed to just buying packs. Yeah, like, um, unless... Um, I mean, there, there's definitely a... Um, a, a hard to describe feeling of cracking a pack because you yeah. never know what's going to be in it. Yeah, um, that's so much fun. But uh, rarely do you get a return on investment. Like if you care about the monetary value of the cards, it's it's very rarely a good idea to, to buy, buy packs. packs. You, you're better off just buying individual cards that you want or uh, you know are going to be worth it. Yeah. Although sometimes you can get a really awesome pack. When you open it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about that? I was gonna tell. Sure. I was gonna say, um, in my in my estimation, um, first of all, I got you uh, at yes. your secret Santa gift for one of the secret Santas that we did this year with the group. Uh, uh, we we had multiple secret Santas, and in in the different secret Santas, uh, I was Mary Beth's, and Mary Beth's was mine. Uh, was yes, mine. and we both did a hell of a I job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I threw in a pack of magic cards mm-hmm. uh, from the newest set that had been mm-hmm. released, and you got apparently a really good card yeah. from it. Yeah, a card that I, I wanted. It yeah. was um, so the, the the most recent um, block um, mm-hmm. uh, takes place on the plane of. Theros. 
Um, and it is the the flavor, the, the the story of this block is that it is um, kind of Greek and Roman themed. So there's a lot of like um, gladiators and uh, pegasi <laughs> and. Um, um, and uh, there are gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are in in this plane. So the the in in magic when you go from uh, set to set and block to block and plane to plane, basically each plane A and E correct. Uh, each one has its own reality happening, mm-hmm. um, where the rules of this world are going to be different from the the last world you visited. Um, and in, in this most recent block in Theros, um, there are gods who. Um, uh, are they're one particular card type um, at at sometimes, and then other times they're another different card type. So uh, like what? So, so there's the different mm. um, <laughs> there's creatures, right? Like I said. Okay, I was uh, gonna ask. So is it a, a, so? It's creatures and uh, land, mm-hmm. uh-huh. spells, and artifacts. Yes. Um, Spells can actually be broken up into different actual spell types. Okay. Um, so um, things like uh, creatures are pretty probably self-explanatory. They're animals with uh, that can fight or, or people that can fight. Um, artifacts are going to be just uh, pieces of equipment, um, uh, other baubles that will mm-hmm. have an effect on the game. When you play it, it, it stays out in play. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are colorless, so those can go in any deck. Oh, interesting. Typically. I mean, there are colored... Like I said, there's exceptions to every rule, so there yeah. are colored artifacts, but typically they're going to be colorless. Um, the colored version of artifacts are called enchantments. Okay. So you can play that, and it's it's what uh, is called a permanent. So when you play it, it stays out in play, and it has a continuing effect. It's not necessarily in your hand? You will play it from your hand to, to, the, to the battlefield. Cool. Um, other spell types include... Instants and sorceries. Um, <clears throat> those are spells that when you play them, they then go away. So they're okay. one-time use. Sure. Um, and the, the difference between an instant and a sorcery is the speed at which you can play it. Like a okay. sorcery, I can only play on my turn. But a, in, an, an instant, I can play on your turn if I cool. want. So these gods on the plane of Theros, they are enchantments. So when you play them... They come into the battlefield and they sit in the battlefield and they have an effect oh, on the game. Oh wow! However, they work on a new mechanic called devotion, where they look at the uh, the number of colored items you have in play. So, like for example, the um, the green god, her name is uh, Nylia, god of the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and what she does is she looks to see how many green cards you have in play. Okay, and if you have enough. If you meet her devotion, in addition to being an enchantment, she turns into a creature that will now fight for you. Ooh. So, the, so that's what you mean by them being able to change types. Exactly. And the card that I got from your pack mm-hmm. was Nylia's weapon, uh, the uh, Nylia's bow, which was super cool because I wanted it for a, a deck that I was building. Because you already had her? Uh, I may have had her at the time, but I, I actually wanted the bow for a... Uh, deck built around making an infinite number of squirrels. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You okay? I, I'm glad that you brought this up because I was going to if you didn't. Good, okay. Because uh, you have a a bag that you keep tiny pewter squirrels in. <laughs> uh, they're actually tiny uh, tiny pewter acorns. Okay, okay. Uh, but once All I right. once I found those, so um, be- <laughs> oh, we were we already talking about my red blue deck. That was a deck that I built back in my first leg of magic. Okay. Most of my other decks I've built uh, this in, in the past 9 to 12 months. Okay. 
one deck that I always wanted to build <laughs> when I was going through Magic the first time was a deck, a green deck, where you can create infinite squirrels. Uh, there's, there's a combo of two different cards. Um, there's a, a, a card called Squirrel Nest, which is a green enchantment that mm-hmm. you can play on a land. Mm-hmm. So um, this enchantment enchants this land in particular, and it says uh, you can tap this land, and tapping is how you use up something's ability for the turn. Okay. So, like, lands tap once per turn. Creatures, when they attack, they tap, or they have an ability. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have so much more knowledge to make big <laughs> cards now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Squirrel Nest gives this land the ability. It says, if you tap this land, you can put a squirrel creature into play. Okay. And then there's, there's another green enchantment called Earthcraft, and it says, if you tap a creature that's not already tapped, you can then untap a land of your choice. Okay. So with those two cards in play and a land... Tap the squirrel. Create a new squirrel. Every And then do time. it... I can, you can do it as much as you want. So How? typically I say 10,000. That's usually <laughs> where I round it to. <laughs> what is the... Uh, what do the squirrels do in play? Like, what's their... They have no special ability. Um, in fact, they are some of the weakest individual creatures you can get, um, their power and toughness is each one. Um, okay. So, like, um, if different creatures are going to have different things, like that god I was talking about, like Nylia, um, I think she's a 5-5 five, five creature. So if she fights a 1-1, one, one, she survives and the 1-1 one, one dies. Yeah. But if you have 10,000 one, ones, I just send them all after you, you can block and you can only a couple block five. Or yeah, however, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> it's unreasonable to imagine having <laughs> more than five or ten creatures on the board at any time. Um, so that was a deck I always, always, always wanted to build, uh, uh, but I never had the cards for it. Earthcraft is a very rare and expensive card. I mean, relatively. I mean, there are cards that cost thousands of dollars. Black like Lotus. Black Lotus is the number one expensive card. Absolutely. It's like twenty five thousand dollars. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, like a, a Boom. yeah. <laughs> Fucking up. Uh, so I guess in the group- guys, they talk about magic a lot. lot. Yeah, and we're talking about half of our sketch group <laughs> yes. talks about magic half the time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you're having conversations with one another, I would venture to say it's so. We're talking like among the group, a quarter of the spot time we spend talking to one another in my estimation, is about Magic the Gathering. That's a fact. Yeah. And that doesn't... That's only in, like, scheduled rehearsal times. Right, or right. Times. And this isn't when they're actually meaning to, like, play yeah. games of Magic. <laughs> this uh, is yeah. just among the nerdologues, unrelated to when they're playing <laughs> Magic. <laughs> we really like Magic. <laughs> I just want to make clear that everyone should know that I have the limited knowledge that I do because of how often this happens. The funny thing is you you know enough just through like uh, just through absorbing it through yeah. the air that you could probably play a game right now. I have <laughs> absolute faith um, yeah, that you would awesome. be able to yeah. You can buy starter decks, right? Yes. That and they wouldn't probably be very good, but it would at least be a decent place to give you a breakdown of what kinds of cards you should have. Yeah, typically what they do now is they sell two intro decks together. Okay. Um, and I want to say it's like 15, 20, 30 bucks at most. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're decks that are, you're right, I mean, not very powerful um, in a vacuum, but they're designed to face each other. Oh, 
Oh, cool. So they're, they're built at a similar power level. That's cool. So you yeah. just buy them and play with two people. Exactly. Out of the box. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. What, so, how, wait, how did the bow uh, help you create the deck that has infinite squirrels? So, um, uh, the bow, the bow is a really interesting card, because... Also, what do you do with the acorns? <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm gonna answer this in reverse order. Um, when you create a squirrel token, mm-hmm. um, there's not an actual card that goes with it. I mean, they're, they're, they do make token cards that you can then pull, like, from your bag or from your box and put out in play. Right. Um, sometimes people will use, like, little glass marbles or mm-hmm. dice, mm-hmm. um, to indicate the number of token creatures they have. Um, you can really use anything you want. Um, so when I found little pewter acorns, you bought, I bought them. A whole bundle. Of them. A whole bundle of them. So they would usually indicate, each one of those would indicate how many squirrels you have. Correct. You don't have 10,000. Correct. Acorns. I have uh, six, I think. So you could say each one of them was a thousand. True. Um, usually I'll use them if I have a finite number of squirrels. Gotcha. Once I go infinite... I just was gonna no. be like, "Hey, this acorn means a million, a million, <laughs> billion, bajillion." Um, and I love the look on people's faces when I pull out the, the acorns. Uh, it's just so much fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, so the bow helps this deck because um, having infinite squirrels by itself isn't can't win you the game. Sure. Um, you would need to attack with them and have them successfully deal damage to your opponent. Um, there are a number of ways that they could prevent that. Okay. Um, so the the bow has actually a lot of different abilities, but the one that I wanted it for was that it gives your creatures an ability called Death Touch. And I would bet you could probably guess maybe what maybe that does. Maybe if one of the creatures touches the one of the other players, they die. Close. Uh, if they touch one of the other creatures, they die. Right. Yes. That's... So... Yeah. Yes. Um, when I was forming my guess, I was like, should I say other creatures? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, should have. You should. <laughs> but, uh, you were right. You were absolutely right. So basically what it does is, um, say, for example, I might have, let's say, uh, uh, 10,000 squirrels. We've been using that number. Uh, my opponent may have a creature that um, says... Uh, he can um, block any number of creatures. Okay. So even if I attack with all 10,000 or something... He'd still block. Yes. Um, it would be ostensibly worthless. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios that may play out. And sure, not always do I get 10,000 squirrels. Sometimes I have five squirrels out. Sure. So if, if they have somebody who's like a 10-10 creature, mm-hmm. my 1-1 squirrels aren't going to do anything. Right. So giving them the ability Death Touch means that if I attack with just a 1-1 one, one squirrel and he chooses to block it, my squirrel is going to kill his creature by dealing damage to it. Wow. Um, yeah, so typically creatures with death touch are going to be um, venomous. Uh, <laughs> not poisonous, <laughs> but venomous. <laughs> um, so like scorpions or snakes usually have that ability on their card. Uh, but this bow gives Can't all give of my creatures... To... Oh, sick. Yeah. So why would they choose to block it if they knew you had that or would they just not be aware that you had it uh, they would be aware I had it um, ba- it wouldn't be like a secret um, basically it's um, just to prevent them from blocking or make them pay for blocking Gotcha. so they because they, if the choice is either um, have my creature die 
or have me die by being overrun by squirrels and getting bitten to death. Um, oh, they're going to throw their guy at it. Cool. But that means Got they can it. only do it once now instead right. of being able to do that every turn. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. A lot of a lot of the advanced theories of magic have to do with the number of cards it takes you to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. And if if I can do something for one card and my opponent needs to get, use two cards to get rid of it, that's a win for me. Sure. Um, so that's that's kind of the the. I'm the sure there are magic books math. written on it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of comes down to that where I want to make them. Uh, I want to turn a an unfavorable situation to at the very least neutral and hopefully turn it in my favor. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting that uh, it's, <laughs> parts of it can just even be like slowing down or inconveniencing. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you kind of hinted at this, but or we kind of hinted at this. Obviously, there's a lot of members of the group who uh, play, but you guys have this entire like league kind of yeah. thing that has formed... There's a Facebook group I'm to understand. It's um, it's a secret. It's like a secret Facebook group. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Uh, I mean, no. there's not a Facebook group. <laughs> no, we we do we definitely do. Um, and it's <laughs> it's uh, um, I mean there, there's a handful of us in it. Um, so but yeah, that's like where we'll communicate like um, play dates or play dates. <laughs> it's not like we have kids yeah. coming together. Um, but like yeah, we we do this league where it's kind of. Uh, um, it was the brainchild of uh, Chris Geiger, and then he got together with Eric Arno, and they figured out the logistics of it. Both past um, guests of the show. Wonderful. Both great dudes. Super uh, great dudes. Choice. Choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was basically um, thought to be a lot like a fantasy football league, where we would get the people who are interested together, we would get a box of cards, mm-hmm. open up all of the packs, put out all of the cards in front of us, and then choose an order, and then in turn say, I want this card. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want this card. Um, and just like a fantasy football draft, we snaked it, so like the the last person to go in round one when, was the first person yeah. Yeah, to make up for it. And um, I would say we're halfway through our first season, more than halfway, we're two-thirds of the way through the first season, and I would say it's been a, a total success. That's really cool. Um, so you did the draft, and then you set up games against one another. Correct. Oh, duh, because well, just like fantasy football. Yeah. I never even... Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, um, we so we used Theros as the first one. Um, we drafted the cards and built a deck out of that, and then we played four games. Then we had another draft with the next set of the Theros block, which was uh, Born of the Gods. Uh, it still takes place in the same world, just a continuation of the story. Um, we drafted those cards, added them to our deck, changed whatever, uh-huh. played four more games. Uh, recently, so do you play each of the four games? Do you play with the same deck? You can make changes okay. as you want. But it's just the player. Exactly, yeah. But all, all of the cards I've drafted are now in my pool, and I can use them as I see fit. Cool. Um, but you only... But you're using your own cards as well. No. Nothing oh, outside wow. of the draft. It's just the drafted just cards. The draft. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it creates... Um, so you probably have a deck with that, like, quote-unquote league, and then a deck you use outside of that. I have, uh, I have one deck in the league... And, and I a have few decks many, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more than a couple of decks. Um, that's, yeah, um, there's different kinds of magic players that that get different things out of the game. I'm the kind of guy who loves building decks, maybe even more than I love playing it. Interesting. Um, magic uh, research and development 
um, has identified and labeled. Oh these yeah, different types of I remember players. you talking about this a couple weeks ago, but yeah. I love it. So please. Oh cool, yeah. Um, so there's there's three main types, and then there's two kind of other types. Um, the three main types that they they have labeled players as, <laughs> and these these are um, talked about in the extreme, just for examples. Yeah. Um, so you can understand it. Um, there is Timmy, Johnny, and Spike. Um, Timmy is the kid who plays magic because he loves uh, putting creatures on the board. He loves casting big spells, Mm -hmm. making a fireball worth a million damage. Um, Timmy would love having 10,000 squirrels. (laughs) Uh, That's why Timmy plays the game. He loves the interaction. He loves seeing what his cards can do. Yeah, all the possibilities. Yeah. Um, Johnny is uh, a kid who loves thinking about magic and <laughs> thinking about the synergy of this cards or, or the combos that he can create. Mm-hmm. He loves the theory of magic. Okay. He, he likes thinking what could happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I identify myself as. Cool. Um, I love just thinking about it throughout the day, like at work, like in between <laughs> stuff. Like, oh yeah, maybe if I put these two cards together in that deck, that would work out really well. <laughs> or stuff like that. Um, and that's oh, that's half the fun that's for me. That's so why I love like funny. organizing my cards and looking at them and like trying to find new things about and, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Spike, um, he's a kid who loves winning. He plays because he wants to win. He doesn't care how. He doesn't care if he plays the same deck every day. Um, he doesn't do it to, for the different cards. Mm-hmm. Um, he might look online and see like, oh, this guy won with that deck. I'm going to make that exact deck and then I'm going to win with that oh, deck too. even if it's not... Uh, Fun, yes, uh, obstensively. Yes, uh, it might. He might build a deck that tries to play exactly the same every single time, mm-hmm. which isn't fun to play for a lot of players, and it usually isn't fun to play against. Yeah, um, but that's why he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's two other kind of subtypes of players that are on a different axis than those three players um, that are named Melvin <laughs> and Vorthos. Okay, who wants to be a Vorthos? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Um, the the difference between those is um, Melvin looks at cards and appreciates them for how it makes him think he'll look at the different elements of a card and appreciate those Um, so a a card might have a really cool ability um, even if it might not fit with other cards but he'll appreciate that card like wow that's such a unique ability that's so cool that he does that um, Vorthos is the other end of the spectrum. He plays the game and likes it for how it makes him feel. <laughs> so he prefers the flavor of the cards. So even if a card by itself is kind of clunky or maybe isn't a very powerful card, mm-hmm. if it fits well with his other cards and mm-hmm. helps him better imagine the world where he's a wizard and he's, <laughs> he's casting these creatures, he's going to enjoy those. Interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I love how much of a culture and everything there is surrounding this. Mm-hmm. I mean... This, it really does seem to be, I, I know that I'm around it with you guys a ton, but like, there are a lot of people in the Chicago Improv community who play yeah. Magic the Gathering. There are a lot of people in, in general who play Magic the Gathering, and it's not just uh, hard copy of cards. Like, I, I yeah. lived with a guy before I lived with Stephanie who would play online. Mm-hmm. He sold a bunch of his uh, like hard copies of cards, mostly because he just needed money. Yeah. Um, and he played very little physically, uh, but he played a lot online. Yeah. So if he were to invest in things, he would invest in online cards. Yeah. Um, and 
then there are all these like other similar games seemingly popping up. Hearthstone is that what that game is called? Yes, um, I recently started going down this rabbit hole within the last week. Oh boy, um, it's it's made by uh, Blizzard, the guys who made uh, Warcraft and World of Warcraft and stuff cool. like that. Um, and they explicitly, I mean, I watched an intro video on it, and they explicitly were like, yeah, we love Magic the Gathering, and we wanted to kind of make uh, something that um, feels similar to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all digital. <laughs> that was the cap of my pen flying off. <laughs> Just it wanted out of here real bad. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've heard enough about this. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, it's super fun. I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of similarities to it where you have like creatures and spells, um, but it's it's there's no land to it. Um, instead, you get um, a mana crystal each turn. Oh. So you know exactly how much mana you're going to have each turn. You don't have to worry about, like, oh, I didn't draw the right land or anything. There's not the colors to it. Um, and your wizard is, is a character who has a special ability that you can use, like, once per turn. Um, Interesting. So you just would choose that at the beginning of a game? Mm-hmm. Um, and each wizard has cards that he or she can specifically play. Um, and I, I say wizard because that's kind of the, the terms in magic. However, in um, in uh, uh, Hearthstone, um, the different classes you can play are warrior. Um, so like he, he has very little magic at his fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, rogue. Um, so it's it's kind of a lot a and lot more like She steals D&D. everyone else's abilities. Yeah, she has like a lot of a lot of. Um, Cards that are kind of tricksterish. Yeah, but she like can that. only use them if she doesn't have gloves on. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, how, she, she's an auto loss against the Gambit deck. <laughs> she just melts right away. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of what, what is what was it? Affections, endearments. Is that a thing from? What are the gods? What do you have to get? Devotion. Devotion. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> God, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, speaking of gods damn it, you got what? It's called a god pack, right? Yes. Um, so it would be all of the gods associated with that uh, box set. Yes, actually more than just the ones in Whoa, that set. Oh, wow. So, uh, like I said, the, 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 the blocks come out in three sets. Mm-hmm. Um, in this recent set of Theros, the first set had five gods, one for each color. Okay. Um, and then in the next set, there were five gods of two colors. Wow. Um, now, because there's the five... So it was like three of one and two of another, or five um, gods, five, two from each color? Um, <laughs> each individual god... Uh, was two colors by himself. Oh, interesting. So there was a god that is um, red and black. Mm-hmm. So uh, neither of the things that I tried to make it. Correct. Yep. Yep. More accurately, what you said it was. Yes. And I misinterpreted. <laughs> I mean, if you want to parse it down to that, I don't yes. know why I get this glee out of like trying to guess at what things <laughs> in magic are like. Um, yeah, I, think, I think I don't know. I mean, we talk about it so much. I think it's natural that you you want to. Uh, just, just be into it and get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And you do for the most part. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just not right now. <laughs> nope. Um, but these, these gods uh, require devotion. So 10 total. Uh, 15 total, actually. Two. Oh, because Because there's... the third set had five more. Got it. Five more two-color gods. So um, the because... second two sets both had five two-color gods. Correct. Uh, each... I in, think you said that. In the 10 different... I don't know if I said it yet. Um, but I was thinking, uh, but each of the, um, 
ten two-color combinations, each have their own god. Cool. Um, and then the, each color has a god for itself as well. Oh, I see. Um, I see. So it's literally any, every like possible Yeah, each one or two color combination. Got it. That makes sense. Um, and uh, what they did in the last set, uh, which was called um, Journey into Nyx, uh-huh. um, they did this kind of guerrilla marketing campaign where they didn't announce it. This is a kind of an atypical thing they do. I mean, they've done kind of similar things uh, like this in the past. Mm-hmm. But um, typically when you open a pack of cards, um, there are going to be... Uh, I forget if it's 15 or 16 cards in it. Um, one of them is typically like a promo card. Like, hey, check out your local game store for oh, sure. Friday Night Magic. Or it can be those token cards, like um, a squirrel token or mm-hmm. a, a soldier token or whatever. And then you're going to have uh, one... Would they literally have tokens for each individual thing that you could have a bunch of? Yes. Oh, that's um, cool. Any, any card that they create that says, make a soldier token or make a bird token, they, they will also create those tokens cool. for it. So but you, you can... just don't necessarily need them. Exactly. Um, so in, uh, in a pack of cards, typically you're going to get a rare or mythic rare. You're going to get three uncommons, and then you're going to get 11 common cards. Okay. Um, sometimes you can also get a foil card, um, which will replace one of the commons now. So you can get like 10 commons, three uncommons, a rare, and then a foil, which can be any rarity. It can be common, uncommon, rare, or oh, wow. rare. Um, and then in this last set of Journey into Nyx, they did this, uh, like I said, this promotion where the 15 cards, the 15 playable cards, were replaced with one each of the 15 gods. So random people... They never came out and said like how common this was or how uncommon. Most people guessed it at like one in five thousand packs or one in ten thousand packs was a god pack where you opened it and then just boom one through fifteen you have all fifteen gods, which is outrageous. It's outrageous because um, they're they're all mythic rares, so they're the highest rarity possible. Um, at the time that this was happening, each of the gods were between nine and twenty twenty five dollars. So opening that pack is like over a hundred dollars, close to two hundred dollars worth of cards. If you sold it at the time, the, the values of these cards are very fluid and will change yeah. uh, week in and week out. Sure. Um, but we, the Nerdalogs, hosted a, a game night, a, a Journey into Nyx sealed draft um, at the Public House Theater, where you would come, you would um, get a couple cards, you pass them around the table, and you'd build a deck from that, and then you'd play a tournament. And the so basically, a small version of. Or just a, a one-night version of the uh, league that you guys have created. Kind of, yeah, exactly. The, the the way it's drafted is different. But you and you can use cards that you didn't necessarily get that night. I would assume. No. Oh, still the no. same. Yeah. Wow. And anytime it's a draft, it's going to be sealed to itself. Got it's gonna it. Be a vacuum of. Okay. Don't bring in anything. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, the the way it's drafted. So you draft it, like sixty cards. No. Um, at, at a draft, you, they lower the limit to 40. Okay. Um, that way you don't have to draft it, so many cards. Yeah. Um, and the way that we drafted these things is a little bit different, where if I'm sitting in a circle of six people, we each have a pack of cards that we open up, we each look at it, we each pick one card that we want, and then and we then all pass. pass to the left. Right. So it's a little bit different than the fantasy-style draft. So it's, it's just a matter of, like, if you get a pack that has a very good, like, mythic rare card, mm-hmm. then that's what you start with Exactly, your number one draft. Exactly, and that's going to help inform the colors that I'm going to pick, which means there's also some metagame to it. Like, if, if I realize the person to the right of me is going to be, he's pulling all the, the black and blue cards from the decks, I might want to try to get other colors, because I know when the cards are coming this way, he's going to take all the good ones that I might want. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so can you, can you, so you know what card each person pulls first? No. 
Oh, it's wow. a secret. But you can figure it out. Um, sometimes, like, if I keep getting cards from this guy that all I get are the white, red, and green cards, I can probably piece together that him or somebody right before me is picking yeah. all the black and blue cards. Right. Um, so it can sometimes be a challenge to be like, ooh, this is a really good card, but it might not go with everything that I'm getting. Sure. Also, you can go like, you know what? Because you, you rotate the way you're, you pass cards. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going towards this black and blue guy, and I, in, the, in my hand is, in this uh, cards I'm holding is a really good black card, I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't want to get this. To have yeah, because uh, he might fuck me up with it, so I'm going to take it before and he And you can would get it. still get it to keep. Correct. You get to keep of all of these draft. cards. Yeah. Home. So you could just not go strategically for that night. And just get a bunch of good cards. Money drafting, yeah. yeah. Money ba- drafting. You basically forfeit the draft, but you walk out with a handful of cards. Yeah, Billy Bean can tell you a lot about money <laughs> drafting. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, or Brad Pitt as Billy Bean. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called money drafting. I don't know. That, I think that was actually a Fast and Furious reference. It's called <laughs> drifting. Tokyo Drift. You got sure. me. <laughs> I, was, I was just talking about every single um, uh, Fast and Furious movie with a coworker the other day. Really? Uh, yeah, they're, they're really good now. I've only seen the first two. Oh, yeah, they're not good. My brother, though, loves them. And yeah. when Fast 6 came out, or whatever they called Furious it. Furious 6. Furious 6. Because Fast was Fast 5. Five. 6 Furious is Furious six. 6. That has already been... That's the yes. last one that came out, Correct. right? Uh, when it came out last year, around his birthday, I like uh, I called him on his birthday, and we ended up having this really long conversation about... Furious 6 because he had just seen it and he was like telling me all this cool yeah. stuff about it and I was like cool Nathan I have that's, that's so really, little to know what you're talking about that's really funny because my brother is really into the movies as well yeah. um, I think that you and my brother and your brother would all get along famously I believe that like Absolutely. I truly think that yeah like between sports and like nerdy magic stuff and movies and like I know your taste and his fairly well and I just think you guys would, like, go nuts. And video games and stuff, yeah. I think you guys would just go nuts. That's awesome. I, yeah, set it up. Of, set up a play day. <laughs> <laughs> of, like, I know a lot of, you know, things about a lot of my friends. But for some reason, like, you strike me as someone who would just, like, you and my brother would be besties. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, let's do anyway, it. Anyway. Um, oh, fast. Yeah. Oh, because I said it's called drifting, money drafting. Money drafting, yeah. So people can kind of <laughs> that was me. follow you know, your trailer you know, breadcrumbs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they rewind, the podcast is going to sound exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just said uh, Paul is dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't decide between that or a Twin Peaks Oh, reference. wait. No, but... No, it's perfect that you said that because Paul Walker is dead and you didn't oh, even realize that no. when you said it. You didn't even realize that when you said it. No. And I thought you were making a Paul Walker joke and then no. I realized you weren't and it was more brilliant than you knew that it was. Oh. Paul is dead. Oh, no, poor Paul. We were talking about the Fast and the Furious franchise. Life is a Herald. What? Uh. Oh, no. I'm going to go kill myself. And <laughs> ten, ten more minutes. minutes. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we, we did this um, draft at the, the public house a couple months ago um, with the Journey in a Nick set, and uh, I had an okay deck. I kind of was middle of the pack by the end of the night. Um, I ended up getting one prize pack, uh, and then uh, a friend of the Nerdalogs, um, Bill Nielsen, uh, won first place in the tournament. Now, he's a, he's a competitive guy, is my understanding of it, so he he's more of a spike. Yeah, so that's what it's... When you were describing all the types, and... 
hearing about like Bill and the way that he plays and and how he's done very well yeah. in both of the he was uh, second place in the first tournament, first place in our second yeah. tournament. Uh, I thought to myself, I bet they, I bet they would consider Bill a spike. I would definitely say so because it's my understanding that he plays mostly competitively, not casually, like which is what we do. Interesting. Um, so when he won the box of cards, he turned around and asked if anybody wanted to buy it. Um, seventy-five dollars. He was asking for it, which is a great deal. Like I said, typically it's over a hundred. That's crazy. Um, and it was what twenty to get in? Uh, I think 20, so. Twenty-five. Yeah. Um. So I didn't want to spend seventy-five dollars on a box myself, but um, I looked to uh, Drew Creel and Alex Honnett, and we all were like, "You guys want to split it three ways?" Twenty-five bucks. Yeah. Um, and if it's worked perfectly because there's thirty-six packs of card uh, packs of cards so, in a box. So, so we each paid them, PayPal them. Yeah, twenty-five bucks. We each. So what we did is we opened up the... So that's two... You paid 25 bucks for 12 packs? Yeah. Great deal. Two bucks a pack? Which is great because it's like like $4. I was going to say, that's like at least half what they cost. That's exactly it, yeah. We got a smart one. Money ball! Money money draft! (laughs) You are going to be so ready to play a game once we're done with this. I should have brought some decks. Um... Uh, so he, he decides to sell it. So we open up the box, and all of the sealed packs are now in the box. And then uh, starting with Alex and then uh, me and then Drew, we just start kind of picking the packs because it's all random. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and then Alex picks his last pack, and there's two packs left in the box. And I reach for one and decide, no, I want this other one. And I put it on, on my pack, on, on the top of my stack of 12 packs. And then Drew picks his last one. And um, right, and we're all like, let's start opening these. Yeah. And right before we open them, I turn to the guys and I'm like, guys, I hope one of us gets a god pack. That's cr- I can't believe you said that. I swear to God I said that. I don't think I knew that part of the story. Um, anybody, oh anybody, my god. Who, anybody who understands narrative structure may understand what is coming next. Um, as soon as... So the, the way that the cards are set in the pack, mm-hmm. when you open it, it, it the, 11, the, the 11 commons are in front. Okay. Be, uh, behind them are the three uncommons, and then behind that is the, the rare or mythical. Oh, rare. so you knew. So as soon as, as soon I opened as it, saw... I saw Aroas, God of Victory, who's the uh, red-white god. And I, like, threw Lost it... I, like, dropped shit. it on the table. I ran around in circles. I literally ran outside and back into mm. the theater. Everyone is just, like, losing their mind because everyone understands what, what has meant. happened. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you said it right before you... Yeah. That's insane! Yeah. Um, so I decided... Uh, and, again, for the listeners, this is a... We're estimating one in 5,000, one in 10,000 yeah. occurrence. Yeah. Like I said, uh, 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 Wizards of the Coast ne- never came out to say how... Uh, common or uncommon these are, so th- those were just estimates by and Didn't Eric people? say that he now knows of two uh, two sets of god packs that have like come out of cards at pastimes? Oh, maybe. I, I don't think, know. I think someone said something about that, or either like two had been found in Chicago or something like that. That would be really cool, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, with the amount of business that pastime does, just by... Um, you know, by sheer volume, I'm sure that they've, they've pumped out a couple. Right. And probably maybe more... Like, if somebody buys a pack, goes home and opens it, you know. They may not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so as soon as I opened it, I had to decide, like, do I want to sell these or do I want to keep them? Yeah. Uh, Janda was like, sell them. 
Yeah, get I remember money. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's and, like, I would sell them so much, yeah. so fast. Um, and Bill, to his credit, was so happy that I opened these. He's like, I'm really glad that you know you got this from That's it. That's awesome. Because he's like, I wasn't going to open these no matter what, so I'm glad you got them. Somebody I know got them. Good. Uh, and Drew Creel was so mad that oh, I changed they... my mind at the last minute and chose a different pack. He's like, man, I hate it. I didn't even get a chance to pick that pack. Like, despite the fact that we all picked 11 packs before it, he could have just dug to the bottom. Yeah. It was all random. And, I mean, he was a good sport about it. He was just it's kind of... totally random. I, I would have probably been a little salty, too, I was going to say, I'm sure I would have been, too. Yeah. Um, so I decided to keep them, and I built um, a, a, a different kind of deck. Mm-hmm. So Magic has many different formats. Mm-hmm. Um, there Typically, it's a one-on-one game with 60-card decks. You can play multiplayer game, like two-on-two. You can do three-on-three. Um, there's also something called EDH, which was a fan-created format. Um, it's become so popular that Wizards of the Coast has officially adopted it. Excuse me. Uh, ooh. ooh. They've officially adopted it as an official magic format. They cool. call it Commander. Um, but EDH is the um, casual term for it, standing for Elder Dragon Highlander. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> um, and instead of making a 60-card deck... You make a 100-card deck, um, and you can only have one of every copy of a card in your deck. Typically, the limit is four. Um, but they, this was created by Magic judges who would go to tournaments, and they would be judging the tournaments, and in between rounds, they would play this format that they created. Um, and because you can only have one of each card, having one of each god meant I had a play set of gods. It meant I could put them all in. Um, so I made a five... I made a five-color uh, EDH deck um, that I've recently started playing, which is super fun. I, so I really you have love that the, format. Do most Magic players have an EDH deck Probably built? not. No, it's something that I wasn't very uh, familiar with at all, actually, until relatively recently. Um, and there are mixed feelings about it in our group. Geiger hates the format. Uh, <laughs> Garno and I love it. Uh, Jando, I think, likes it, too. Um... But uh, it's so it's like puns. <laughs> it's exactly, that's exactly. Because you and Gardner love puns. Dando likes them too. Yeah, and Geiger hates them. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, and I'm desperately trying to figure out some pun to say right yeah. now. Um, Edie uh, hates them. Uh, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very different format. It's a very different experience than doing like the sixty cards. But it's so much fun, and I'm so happy that. Uh, because of that format, I can use those gods. Because trying to put them in a 60-card deck would just be totally pointless. Yeah. Um, but but uh, because of that particular format, it makes sense would that be, I can why, use those. Why would it be pointless? So, um, typically in because a... Because it takes so many cards to like make them powerful? or That's one of the factors. Um, just logistically, uh, aside from the fact of what they you do... Have to be, they have to have enough devotions... They do to be creatures, yeah. So, um, oh, that's just to change it into correct. So, but but most of what they do as enchantments, affects... I'm trying so hard. I know you are, and I, 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 I you, you're always, you're just like right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, correct. The effects of the card, the effects that they have on the game, wouldn't make a lot of sense because. Typically, they, they affect your creatures. They make your creatures more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and if all I have are these gods, they're not going to be creatures, so they won't affect each other. But aside from their effects, the logistics of, of putting in all of these cards... So because these 15 gods span all five colors, mm-hmm. we've already talked about how difficult it would be to have oh, a five-color deck. Right. 
In addition to that, in a 60-card deck, um, typically the cards you want, you're going to want multiples of uh, to know you're going to be able to draw them. Right. Um, so if I wanted multiples of these gods, even mm. two each, that's 30 cards. That's half of my deck. Um, so the other half is going to be like land to try to balance it out. Um, so it just wouldn't really make sense to try to cram all 15 gods. Now, I could probably make a good two or three colored deck but then I'd have to go out and get more of copies of those gods uh, so, more of the like if it were red blue you'd want the red god and the red blue god and I'd want two or three or four copies of each of them wow um, so I'd have to sell these other gods that I got That's or so just pay out of pocket yeah um, but getting one copy of all 15 gods was perfect for this other format yeah so I decided Seems immediately like yeah and, and because it's, it's typically a longer game, it's typically a slower game, so worrying about getting the right mana out, the right lands out to support five isn't colors... Isn't as much... isn't as expedited. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not as cumbersome to try to do that, or it's not as worrisome to, to wonder, like, am I going to get the right cards? It's like, okay, I have a little bit, so I can make sure I'm, I'm going to build up the right stuff. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I just remember that happening, seeing the picture of your face... With the cards in front of it, uh, a.k.a. pure human joy. It was like baby's first Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It was um, so good. And then, like, hearing about it the next day. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's a, And being really excited for you without really understanding why. And I, I appreciate that. Um, that that's the uh, cool thing about, about our group and Magic is that even the people on the outside, typically, they understand how much we like it. Yeah. We understand how important it is to us and, and um, uh, uh, you guys are always willing to kind of support our mm-hmm. conversations and our endeavors and like we were, like you were saying earlier, you've made up quite <laughs> a number of magic cards and I don't know if you want to maybe lay so, some on us. Off the cuff? Yeah. Uh, I, well, you, uh, as as we typically do, yes. ask me a bunch of uh, questions about it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so um, there, the, this, uh, there's this really good magic card. Oh, great! What what color is it? Um, or it's, colors? It's uh, it's in the um, uh, green deck. Okay. Uh, it's called uh, um, uh, War Eagle. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it lives in the forest. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, it, what's its power and toughness? Oh, um, it's a uh, 3-3. Uh, three, three. That's good. Yeah. Does it have any special abilities? Um, yeah, it has one. It's just called Screech. Okay. Yeah. And what does Screech do? Uh, so it makes... Other than being Dustin Diamond? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes such a loud sound. Mm-hmm. Um, that other creatures are uh, taken, um, it like stuns them so they can't be used in the next turn. Okay. Yeah. Um, that actually is pretty similar to an actual ability um, called uh, Detain. I wish it had been called like Slater. <laughs> <laughs> it's called AC and it uh, cools them down so much. Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> I used to meet you. Bees. <laughs> Bees. I really want to write that. Batman villain named Mr. Bees just Mr. Bees (laughs) that's it Uh, watch out Batman this may sting (laughs) (laughs) honey I'm home (laughs) Uh, uh, forgive me for droning on (laughs) I've got some news for you I really like that one uh, uh, oh, this one's quite a stretch. I hope you uh-huh. like it. I, uh, I, I, 
Please allow me to thorax you a question. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you were saying that even I though no we don't saying. understand. Oh, we were making up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so worry though. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's awesome. I would play the shit out of that card. Cool. How much does it cost? How much mana? Um, it's like three mana. Wow, that's a very powerful card, and that must be a, probably a rare. Yeah, it's it. It would be first in a pack if you opened a pack. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Wait, it's like that good? It would be first in the pack. So oh like, no! Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be last like, in the pack. Last in the pack, for sure. That, I thought that's what you meant. I mean, if you open it backwards, it'd be first. Yeah, if you op- that's what I meant. I knew. Like, I knew. If it you was. opened yeah. the. If you didn't open it on this side that had the fold on it, right, yeah. <laughs> just open it on, on the, the blank other, side. On the front side, yeah. <laughs> uh, totally, yeah. War Eagle sounds like a great card. Yeah, it's a really good card. I'm sure Chris Geiger would like it. That's a Chris Geiger troll because War Eagles are yeah. the Auburn. Auburn mascot. Yeah, let's make the Roll Tide card. Okay, uh, Roll Tide is a uh, is also a green card. Okay, because it's an elephant. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, I was so. thinking Tide, uh, Blue, oh, Water. Right, but if it if it makes sense, it, but like the Crimson Tide is uh, their mascot is exactly. An elephant, so. so you're you're totally right. He would be. Yeah, come on, it's yeah. it's green. Maybe he'd be like red green. Oh yeah, tide? red green, red yeah. green. Sure, Crimson Tide. Oh, okay. Um and oh, it, as a part of that, uh, you um, can if you uh, uh, tap some land. Right. Uh. Which, um, in this case, the land would be a forest, or a mountain. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, you would be able to um, um, unleash the roll tide roll. Okay. Which is, uh, it's uh, uh, the creature um, can if it uh, if. If uh, if it uh, if you have any um, uh, 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 air associated creatures, okay, like creatures of flying or like creatures that are like made of clouds, which would typically have flying anyway. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Flying. Yes. But yes. Okay. Um, I was pretty surprised the war eagle didn't fly. It- Yes. Well, okay. okay. Nobody lives in the forest, so... We only... We didn't... Yeah. Was, yeah. Come on. It's okay. Like, don't, don't bust War Eagle's balls here. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, RTR, uh, or Roll Tide Roll, yeah. if you use it... Um, and you tap a forest or mountain. Yeah. Um, then you can... Uh, it kills any flying creatures. Like, all flying creatures, or like any one flying creature? Or like all any, any creature with, one flying creature. That's a really good card. Yeah, and he's an elephant too. Yeah. So I'd imagine like the flavor of that card. So here's my favorite part of this is like the flavor of it. I'd imagine that roll tide roll. Um, what he's using is he's like, um, if you say you you know you use a forest to kill a creature with flying. I imagine this elephant like wraps his trunk around a tree and then just thro- Thru- uproots it and yeah. throws it in the air at yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So they are actually enemies because like. Uh, that the Crimson Tide could kill the War Eagle. It absolutely could. I mean, but the War Eagle could kill a Crimson Tide, too. Just, yeah. like, not as well, readily. Well, could screech at it, it could and screech delay it. and delay him. So it'd be, like, a, very much a back and forth. Pr- probably a pretty entertaining game. Yeah. Probably an Iron Bowl, if you will. <laughs> I think that's what that <laughs> rivalry is called. It absolutely is, yeah. Okay. It absolutely is. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I like when you say, if you will, like, like that can be used to describe something else. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, pitting those two really good uh, NFL teams against each other, that's kind of a Super Bowl, wouldn't you say? Uh, yep. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I put this. Uh, I put this cooked ground beef into two pieces of bread. I would. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy this hamburger, hamburger if, if you, you will. will. <laughs> like yes, I will. I will. That That's is absolutely what, what I call. would call that, unless it was a sloppy Joe. Yeah. Oh. I love sloppy Joes. <laughs> sloppy Joe. Do you ever sloppy. call them sloppy mees? <laughs> yes. I think I. I think I'm almost positive I have made them before and called them sloppy mees. Well, my friend sent me a, a picture of a restaurant's um, bar list the other day because one of the drinks was a Bloody Mary Beth. Yeah! I got so excited. That's really cool. Um, I don't really like Bloody Marys, though, so I was yeah, like, maybe. maybe I'll try that at some point. <laughs> but if I want to drink some salsa... <laughs> yeah. Man, I just love salt and hotness. Yeah. Oh, and, love... and give me some delicious uh, vegetables. Yeah, put that celery in there. <laughs> I mm. love drinking salsa with vodka and celery oh, in it. Jesus. Good job, people who like Bloody Marys. I'll stick, I'm going to stick with brown liquors, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. With... If I do. <laughs> uh, uh, whiskey will open this door. Hey, hey. that was way better than mine. Nah, we were I still got mine. finger bangs. <laughs> um, just to tie a ribbon on this, which yeah. I think uh, is appropriate at this point. Uh, what are ways that you feel your love of Magic the Gathering has influenced you creatively and your life in general? Man, um, both both times that I've played Magic, um, it's helped me make friends. Mm. It's helped me make new friends, and it's helped me um, strengthen ties with existing friends. Um, like I said, I think it scratches a very particular itch in a lot of people, mm-hmm. and the people who play it can bond over that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really helped me meet a lot of a lot of people, a lot of um, people that I have mutual friends with uh, over the past year or so. Um, it's uh, even like when um, uh, the Nerdalogs, uh, some of the Nerdalogs went to uh, Seattle last year. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Chris, we stopped by the Magic booth at PAX, got cards, went back to the hotel room and played, and it was awesome mm-hmm. uh it was just such a cool uh cool trip and uh, i had a ton of fun doing it i'm hoping to do uh, similar things uh at the end of next month mm-hmm. um so it's it's definitely been a, a bonding factor i think with a lot of people um personally um creatively I, i've been kind of struggling with that question all day and figuring out how to answer that um i think that um Magic is so deep, and like I said, there, there's more than just the cards in front mm-hmm. of you. There's the story that happens in between the cards. Mm-hmm. And you're just saying that the the flavor of it is one of your favorite aspects of it. Exactly, um, and the, 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 there there are characters that have survived many sets or, or um, hundreds of years, thousands of years, or, or characters that um, do very brave acts that that sacrifice themselves, um, and it's it's added a layer to the game that I enjoy thoroughly, that I like to 
emulate whenever possible. If I'm creating something, I want it to have layers. I want it to be more than just what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for, for writing sketches or performing improv or um, writing a story or um, working on games or something like that. Um, it, it makes me want to create a world, create like this 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 rich environment. And, and maybe even more than just wanting to create it, it's helped me appreciate those moments when I can find them in other creative works. Cool. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great answer. Thank and you. And I think it's really accurate um, in knowing you as... I mean, I've known you as an improviser for like three almost three years now yeah and uh as you know a sketch comedian for if we were just talking about my time with Interlocks for over a year now um and I could totally I think that's absolutely true about everything that you do creatively thank you um and I also think I think it's definitely the uh the old I've been bringing this up a lot recently I think Mark Coulomb was the first person to mention it on the show but the old uh high fidelity uh way of like are you the things uh do you like the things you like because you're the person that you are or do you are are you the person that you are because of the things that you like okay yeah yeah is the idea that's a butchering of the quote itself but that's the idea it's like do you like magic because you're a person who likes all of these like other worlds and big complicated moving parts but also a simple uh basis or uh are do you are you a person who likes all those things because you've liked magic for so long i would say yes yeah (laughs) Um, i would say they absolutely feed into each other Mm um i mean i've always uh liked i i I would consider that i've always liked advanced or complicated things Mm -hmm. like um um, even like uh, growing up, like uh, the books I enjoyed were usually like adult books, or at the very least, young adult books. Like I loved Stephen King, and I would mm-hmm. read that in like middle school and high school and stuff, which isn't necessarily like advanced reading, but it's yeah. not. That's definitely not the target. Not necessarily, for it. sure. Yeah, and like um, uh, growing up, like my favorite TV shows, like while everyone was watching Say by the Bell and Boy Meets World, like I was watching like Seinfeld mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. And again, like, you know, it's not like high level stuff, but it's it's higher level than, than a lot of other stuff that's out there. Yeah, um, sure. And I think that's definitely part of what attracted me to, to magic um, is is that there's so many options and it's, it's so... Uh, there are so many different possibilities. I mean, um, I, I draw seven cards in my opening hand. You draw seven cards. With the decks, there, there's so many different possibilities of, of even what we can have in our hands and then what we choose to play in the order we choose yeah. to play it and... Um, much like an improv show. Absolutely. No two games are alike. That's right. Uh, this game will never be seen before. Can I have any card at all? Thank you very much. Uh, War Eagle. Thank you, War Eagle. Uh, I now present Green Deck, War Eagle. <laughs> ah! <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Ah! Yeah, you're my baby bird. You're my baby bird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a, 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 a parent scene about uh, the kid wanting to leave the nest, literally. <laughs> um... But though, though all of all of those items, I think have have crafted my appreciation for stuff like that, and it's sure. made me seek out more stuff like that, and may and help me more deeply appreciate the stuff that I already liked. Cool, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, this was great. Yeah, this I let was it go fun. on a little longer than I usually do because we're just we're just having at it. Yeah, and I and I loved hearing about it, and there was had such a good head of steam that I was just like, let's keep talking about magic. And yeah. 
there were certain things that I definitely wanted to hear about, like the God Pack yeah. and things like that. Though, and I think, uh, is there anything else you feel like you would want to throw in that we didn't hit? Um, no, actually, um, I, I think we covered pretty much everything that I, I was interested in talking about. Very cool. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been doing that. I like to give the opportunity, just in case there's anything that didn't come up organically. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, we, we covered it. Um, I selfishly wanted to talk about the God Pack. So right. I'm glad you that <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about my 16th birthday when I had my friends over and yes. we played in the backyard. Um, I wanted to talk about Wooberg. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about um, Timmy, Johnny, Spike, Mort- uh, Vorthos, and Melvin. Um, and I think that was it. Awesome. We hit all those. Yeah. Uh, well, Joe. Mary Beth. I love you and I mean that. I love you too. Mm-hmm. Aww. Wooberg. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.